everyone welcome to the show weekly podcast i'm joe uh joined by just charles today how you doing mate i'm all right mate i'm all right good good to hear it um yeah no ben today but we are doing like a, a bumper weekend uh, we have one episode that's going to be uh out tomorrow as well as well as this one so today we're going to be looking at bo burnham inside and you can also look forward to um a bonus episode tomorrow we're going to be looking at star wars visions and that one will just be with Chaz and Ben so you're actually going to be missing me for the first time I mean I'm expecting big things for your intro Chaz missing is a, is a strong word lad <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll hype you up in the intro I yeah thank won't. you thank you so much yeah you, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to listen to it because I think I'm going to die a little inside yeah, yeah. Um, but before we get to that we are doing Bo Burnham inside today um, before we have a chat about what an amazing piece of, uh, I don't know, theatre, cinema, comedy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Art, uh, yeah. Uh, please do make sure you uh, drop a like. And if you want us to watch a film, or if you've got any recommendations, pop a comment down in the comment section if you're watching or listening on YouTube. Uh, if not, you can reach out to us to reach out to us on our socials, rather. And you can also give them a cheeky follow while you're there. That's at Show Media on Instagram, Facebook, all the good ones. Yeah, uh, what should they do if they want to be notified about our content? Yeah, they've got to hit the bell, haven't they? <laughs> they have got to hit you the know, bell. You know what? It's because I, today I was like, you know what? I'm feeling confident. I don't need a scripted intro. Like I've, got, I've been doing this for <laughs> yeah. a year now. Like I got this. And first time I've done it without it in front of me. You have to remind me. that You know what? Tomorrow you're going to be great, aren't you? You're going to remember everything. You're going to remember no, the bell. You're I'm gonna absolutely remember... <laughs> not. <laughs> um, we're having a pretty good season so far, I reckon. I mean, yeah. we did... Um, James Bond last week. I think me and you both agreed it wasn't the best. Not really worth the wait. No, uh, it could have been better. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, it was a good episode, though, to talk about it. Uh, go check it out if you haven't already. It was a good episode. And uh, yeah, we've got a really good week lined up, obviously. Um, we've got today and then Star Wars Visions. And then Thursday, I'm super excited. Going to go to the uh, Manchester IMAX to watch Dune. It's the only place in the UK you can watch it in its full aspect ratio. So uh, if you haven't got tickets already, go and grab some from View because that's just the best way you're going to be able to watch the film and expect the episode about that probably around the weekend time. Uh, but obviously, um, today we're doing Bo Burnham. And um, I was really happy to watch this. I'm really glad that, Chaz, you recommended it for the season, didn't you? Yeah, I, I always recommended to press them on to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, before we talk about Bo Burnham, uh, have you been watching anything notable this week, Charles, or these weeks? Because we haven't really done the what have we, we been watching? We haven't done this. Yeah, this is probably the first time this season, isn't it? Yeah, I, I feel like because we had um, we had Lillian on our first episode talking about Jupiter ascending. I just wanted to get into conversation with her, and then and we we know all she's been watching is um, Wachowski. Sisters yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. just re-watching them constantly <laughs> uh, yeah and to be to be honest um there hasn't really been much out apart from the obvious big movies that we're covering anyway so yeah um so i have been watching though i've been watching on amazon prime a series called modern love okay yeah that's really good it's haven't like, heard uh, of it it's like an anthology sort of series mm -hmm. it just follows different couples and 
how they fall in love. It's it's very like romantic and oh, I see. But it's it's very cute. You're back on the dating scene now, I hear, on the grapevine chat. So <laughs> yes, mate, is, that, yeah. is that why you like outing uh, me on the uh, yeah. <laughs> on the podcast? <laughs> He's taken now, ladies. Sorry, <laughs> you'll have to disband the queue. <laughs> no, it does sound cute though. Um, I remember uh, I've watched This Is Us on Amazon Prime. That kind of reminds me of that. Oh, I'm not, not, um, I'm not seen that. That's a good one. That's it's like six seasons in now. So if you want to get into that, it's like twenty two. Wow. 22 that's episodes, that. 45 minutes each. Yeah, it's it's like trying to watch House. Did you ever watch House? Oh, that's yeah. the one with Hugh Laurie, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I watched a few episodes, but that's just too long, isn't it? There's so many through, seasons yeah. of that. I got up to like season five and I was like, that's enough. I'm halfway through. <laughs> I did a good, I made a good job. It's um, like um, How I Met Your Mother or anything like that. I know there are only short episodes in that, aren't they? But yeah, well, I so feel like How I Met Your Mother, you can just put it in the background. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once yeah. you've watched it once through. Like, I put How I Met Your Mother on to like, go to sleep sometimes. Oh, God. I don't like, know about that one, though. Well, I don't know. Just, like, I, I think I'm so used to the sound of their voices now because I've watched the whole series so many times. Yeah, um, yeah. It just becomes, like, nice background noise, almost like, almost like white noise. And um, if I'm feeling, like, particularly awake, I'll just close my eyes. And, and I like the canned laughter. Like, it's kind of, like, relaxing. I don't Do know why. Think? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I do that. Um, speaking of big series, though, I am officially halfway through Lost. You'll be glad to wow. know. Wow, <laughs> that's yeah. taken you a while, that. Yeah, well, I I did season one and two in like two weeks, right? Um, okay. But then I had a bit of a break because it was really making me quite. Did you get oh. lost? <laughs> no, <laughs> sent me lost, mate. It sent me west. Um, no, I, I can't really describe. I don't want to say anxious because that's not the right word. Like, but. It was, it was it's a very tense show and uh, i found like with the hours that i'm working that i only really had time to watch it at night time and right. i get to like ten o'clock and I, <laughs> not even nightmares but i was just like oh my god there's so many twists and turns and this show is blowing my mind i can't fucking sleep right okay okay <laughs> thinking about it too much so i had a bit of a break and i'm glad i did because now i now i can go back to it and you know i'm i'm controlling myself i had a bit of withdrawal okay and now i'm just uh you know just nice doses of lost instead of you know just mainlining it uh i have also been doing x-men the the whole franchise i haven't watched those movies in a few years oh right yeah and my my girlfriend hold up i think so yeah um my girlfriend hasn't seen that side of marvel she's only ever done the the disney ones so since we've been together i've been trying to introduce her to like you know the sam raimi spider-man movies which she really loved and i'm so glad that i made her watch those last year because as soon as she saw the new trailer for um for no way home no not no way home is it no way home yeah yeah Yeah. um yeah she got really excited because she was like oh my god that's dr octopus from spider-man 2 and i was like yeah i'm so proud of you um (laughs) so and now, uh, in the run-up to sort of more of the multiverse stuff that I think Marvel are going to be doing, I was like, well, just in case. I don't think they're going to introduce the X-Men that way. Oh, it would be elite, though, wouldn't it? It would be, but um, I still just kind of wanted to see that side because if if they do introduce those characters, whether it's the same actors or they they get them wasn't, from within... Wasn't there a thing in WandaVision that one of the guys was in the other Yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah so... I know it turned out to be a bit of a ruse, didn't it? But um, it's still cool, though. Like it was cool. They could yeah, weave and, that in somehow, couldn't they? 
Yeah, I think so. And um, rumor has it as well that we're going to be seeing Scarlet Witch fight someone from the X-Men franchise in the upcoming Doctor Strange 2. Right. So, I don't know. Part of me like wants to see the actors that I grew up in the X-Men movies like keep those roles but at the same time you know like Hugh Jackman's in his 50s Holly Berry's in her 50s Patrick Stewart's almost dead um you know Ian McKellen's almost dead (laughs) Uh, no it's more sort of like I I feel like those actors have expressed that they are no longer they don't feel attached to those roles anymore like they're yeah yeah they're done with them and and so I kind of feel like they could introduce them um from within the Disney universe already like yeah. um I think I spoke to Ben about this when we did our MCU episode in season two that you know, what if when the Hulk snapped everyone back because he's sort of like a mutant, isn't he? Like he's got uh, yeah, yeah, DNA. Yeah. What if when he snapped everyone back, that fifty percent of people that came back did some mutants. way along the line, yeah, they develop a mutant gene. Like Professor X could have just been a University of Oxford lecturer in biology, gets snapped yeah, away, yeah, yeah. comes back and then all of a sudden you can start reading minds. That'd um, be cool. Would be cool. There's a bit more of a reason to it, then, isn't there? Yeah, because they can't just like be like, "Oh, hey, it's the X Men." Like, where were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen years. So, um, yeah. So, getting through the X Men films, I've just done one and two of the original trilogy. Really enjoying those, and then um, I'm going to see my girlfriend's coming down from Scotland um, tomorrow. So, we're going to carry on with three, and then I think we're just going to go up to Days of Future Past, and then Logan. I like Logan. And, that was good. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Uh, I don't think I'm going to bother with like you know the young kids that did like the X Men Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. I'm I'm not going to do any of that because right. I've not seen those. No, exactly. Like, you're not missing anything. All um, right. <laughs> uh, I kind of feel like it was a good. The Logan was a good franchise ender for me. I think it was it was great. Um, anyway, enough about superheroes. You're probably <laughs> sick of that enough with when me and Ben talk about it. Let's. Uh, have a wee chat about Bo Burnham inside. Um, why don't you tell our listeners sort of what it's about and uh, your thoughts on it first? Yeah, uh, basically, so if you don't know, Bo Burnham's like a stand-up comedian, uh, and his sets have like a, a lot of music in them normally, funny songs, um, and for this special, he basically filmed it over lockdown and he forced himself to stay in the room and create the whole thing in one room with like just lighting and cameras at his disposal and it's deep and heartbreaking and hilarious all at the same time mm. as good comedy should be and yeah i love it i don't know about you joe no i i don't know what i was expecting um and kind of looking back i feel like I watched it at the right time, but I'll explain why later. But um, it's interesting that Bo Burnham, this was like his, it was going to be his big return to the stage, wasn't it? Yeah, he says in the, in the show, doesn't he? Yeah. Basically, the show is, is very meta, isn't it? it, it mm. He references the creative process throughout it. Yeah. Um, and he, he says that he was ready to go back to touring after having a break for like mental he had, health reasons. Yeah, he had yeah, like yeah. panic attacks, didn't he, on, yeah. on stage? Yeah. Um, you can actually go and watch his 2016 show on Netflix as well, because that was a Netflix uh, special. Right. And I'm not sure if he has a panic attack in that recording, but that was the tour that he was doing where he was like, I need a break. Um, right. 
so yeah, it was it was interesting. I I, I felt you feel so sorry for him, don't you? Like, like the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I mean, I I don't know. I don't just want to go into deep conversation about it because I I feel like that's the only way you can talk about it. I, I kind of wish I had yeah, more yeah. generic things to say about inside, but all I can say to listeners is go and watch it right now and and then come back and and listen because I personally don't feel like I can do it justice. I can't just say, "Oh yeah, it's a really deep comedy special." Yeah, it, it doesn't it, do it. It it's more than that. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, on the surface, though, it did make headlines two days ago because uh, they've announced all of the Grammys for next year, right? Oh, is he nominated? Um, no, he's. It's been snubbed because oh, right. uh, the Grammys have said it doesn't. Uh, it's not eligible. For That's bullshit. Best, yeah, it, it's not. Like everyone thought he was going to get nominated for like best comedy album, yeah. Uh, even yeah, though yeah. you know it reached uh, reached number one on the comedy albums in the US, it reached eighteen on the indie albums, uh, and then it also reached seven on the US Billboard two hundred. Wow, which is amazing. Um, to, to think that he just like wrote it like in his room for a comedy special, not even to be an album. I know. Is that's amazing. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been made headlines because it, it's been completely snubs and deemed ineligible for best comedy album at next year's grammys so um but then i kind of feel like bo is the kind of person to not be bothered by that oh yeah i don't think he'd give a shit yeah it'd be um, nice for him to get that recognition because i think he deserves it for this yeah um and i think one of the most important things that i took away from from watching this was that he he interrogates a lot how his own artistry and his own voice doesn't matter in such a messed up world that we're in at the moment. Yeah, but then um, he can't not put his opinion across. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the whole, it's yeah. whole debate, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but like, even his own commentaries are on his on his own mental health. They're just short and they're just cut off. Yeah, like, yeah. there are moments where he's like, "Oh, I, I don't feel good. My my head like is all over." And then he just edits it out. He just cuts it off. But also, he's chosen to record it. Yeah, as well. It's, so it's, it's crazy, it's, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's like the camera just isn't on all the time. Like he's yeah. put that camera there. Mm-hmm. Like, is he acting? I don't. Well, I don't know. Some parts he is definitely, but then it's like, is he? Yeah, he is feeling that. It's well, yeah. Let's it's uh, messed up. Like, there's so many layers to how. Like, what one? Why is he filming it? If he yeah, if he feels that shit, or yeah, he wants people to know and help people, but then he can't help people because he's not really helping them. It's, 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 you know what I mean? It's like, you just go around in circles, don't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it reminded me a lot of um, Jafar Panahi, the This Is Not A Film. Yeah, because yeah, it's very similar, much so. Yeah, it's a similar situation. It's an artist trapped indoors, not being able to do what they want, and yet... They like, do what they want. Uh, yeah, they like, do what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that in itself, it raises really interesting philosophical arguments about what is art, especially in 2021. Yeah, um, I think this is the the best like art house piece of cinema I've seen in a very long time. Even yeah. though it's not, even though it's mainstream, it still feels it's got that artistic quality. Yeah, I, I'm wondering. Say, for example, like, would it have had the same cultural impact if he had released it, say, like for free on Vimeo or something? Um, like, because it was released on Netflix, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that, like, that in itself, you know, it's it's. It's, it's an art house, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's contributing to the fact that, you know, it's, it's a manufactured piece of content. Yeah. Even though the content of it is that this is not 
manufactured uh that it is expressive art yet you know here netflix give me all your money yeah um so i'm wondering if it would have had the same resonance if he had just been like hey i worked on this for the past year and it was supposed to be on netflix but i just made it myself and netflix doesn't want it anymore here you go have it for free it's like you said though isn't it it's like i'm doing it because i'm getting paid like i think he says that in the the show Mm. so like all art's about money at the end of the day Mm. you're not just gonna do it for free yeah i think anyone who does anything good wants to do it for some kind of financial success financial gain yeah 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 um and that's what well it almost feels like for nothing doesn't it like the just watching it you feel you're so impressed by his artistry yeah and yet when you think about it like we are doing right now it almost feels like it was a complete waste of time watching it yeah it feels like when you when you take it down to anything down to like being doing it for money it just feels like well what's the point then like mm-hmm. it's not it's just because you don't actually mean it you're just doing it yeah to get paid like and uh i think interestingly and this is not bo's fault at all um but Bo comments on a lot of the vapidness of like Instagram and TikTok and how they've ruined creativity. And yet, you know, listeners who go and watch it um, will probably notice 20 minutes into the documentary, musical, whatever you want to call it, uh, that a good 50% of the songs in Inside have made their way onto said platforms. Yeah. As yeah, like, yeah. You know, these bite sized sounds that people use uh, on TikTok and Instagram, it, it's you know, the, these people are using those sounds to demonstrate such a narrow sense of self-actualization. Yeah. Uh, but it's only manifested as gross ego for a 30-second video. And I guarantee only one in 10 people using seen the songs show. Yeah, yeah. Seen the show. yeah, exactly. So you're not going to sit down and give your attention to something for 87 minutes anymore, are you? Well, the, so he criticizes this sort of entertainment, but mm. then the show is so fragmented that itself, if you take individual bits from it, you could be like, well, that is just like the mass media of today. It's just mm-hmm. he's made it into a big film. Whereas if you had to take like certain sections of it, you'd be like, take for example a bit when he's like <laughs> um, commentating on his singing and then he yeah, commentates on yeah, the commentary yeah. of that. Like, that's so. He did that 20 years ago. You wouldn't know what, what he's on about. It's so like his use of cinematic and uh, like. Just language of media today is amazing. Yeah, I, and parts of that, especially that part where he's reacting, um, it really felt attuned to sort of like the allegory of the cave. Like it was very platonic, wasn't it? It was. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, and yet, yeah, I remember like sitting there, and when I was reacting to that clip, I was like, "Well, did he really break character when he when he was reacting to that reaction of the reaction?" But, yeah. Was so it, this was it? this is what I mean when he he does the bits when he's like crying and stuff like is he actually crying or is he like yeah acting it? Like, and so in doing that like he he attempts to comment but also participate simultaneously which is very hard to do like he's yeah, yeah commenting yeah, yeah. on the issues whilst also actively participating them in the problem of this sort of abundance of meta art that's just saturating the internet uh, and he does yeah. it using the things that are contributing to the problem, you know, like picture-in-picture picture reactions, uh, yeah. Instagram aspect ratios, digital trickery. It's like the bit when he's pretending to be on Twitch, isn't it? Doing a stream. And he's yeah. Like playing, yeah, yeah. playing the game that he's in. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's so good. Like, it's good, but it's like, 
when you're that deep into it, it's like, why? Like, what are you actually trying to achieve with it? It's like we've just come full circle with postmodernism now. It's just post, post, post. I was going to say, like, <laughs> we always go on about this, don't we? Like, yeah, privately, yeah. about like, we're in the age of like post, postmodernism. Yeah. It, I, I think, I, I think uh, in my head, I want to stick with the fact that it was very allegory at the cave. That, yeah, he talks so many times about, uh, there was one, one quote that he said where the, the real world now has become like this mine. Like you go out, you get what needs to be got and what needs to be done, and you come back to the the real world, which is now the digital world. Yeah, so it's like you're putting yourself in the place of the prisoners in the cave mm -hmm. theory, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, like exactly. You're, you're actively like putting yourself there now. And the, the content that we see, the content we see on the internet is is the people passing on the bridge, casting yeah. shadows yeah, on yeah, the yeah. wall, and we don't know if what we're seeing is now deep faked or photoshopped or if it's you know like people stage all of these you know like uh pranks. racial attacks and pranks oh yeah 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 like uh, and and everyone in the comments like even if it's a real one ev like there's always one person in the comments being like oh it's staged and yeah, they, yeah, put yeah. The, they put the the skull emoji um but then and it, we don't care as well yeah, like if it is yeah. fake we don't care like it's content mm. let me consume give me content daddy yeah. yes please <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it's just, <laughs> yeah. we're just so saturated with all this micro content um and it, it blows my mind like you know it, 100 years ago um we would consume the same amount of data information uh media we would consume the same amount in a year as we now do in a week yeah, yeah, and it's probably yeah. even less than that now. That was probably ten years ago. We probably consume more data in a in a day than someone did in a year. Uh, you know, we see more people, we hear different voices, we we see shocking things. We, we're completely desensitized and constantly in communication as well. Mm -hmm. Like constantly, like yeah. that's uh, that's not natural. That I don't think. Like we no. we shouldn't be shouldn't be able to communicate constantly with everyone. Yeah. And uh, I think that's why I really like his song where he talks about everything all the time yeah, um, yeah. Uh, in the internet. Uh, and even that is meta in itself, that song, because in this whole show, he manages to talk about everything all of the time, just like yeah, the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was your favorite song? I really liked the white woman Instagram. Yeah, I think that's my favorite as well. Right. He nails it. He nails it. Yeah, like yeah. so spot on. All the props, like, and yeah, what I find really funny is that he, obviously the famous Jeff Bezos song. Um, he, that's obviously yeah, yeah, the one that everyone knows. Yeah, I guarantee you, all the props that he ordered were probably from Amazon. From Amazon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was contributing <laughs> to the problem whilst also commenting on it, and he, I've never seen someone walk that line so perfectly like hey yeah, like, I'm, I'm, he knows I'm... he's part of the problem yeah but then he doesn't because he's like well you, you've got to be to like exist mm -hmm. haven't you whereas you know some comedians they know they're part of the problem and they lean into that yes yeah yeah, um, yeah. and it makes it seem almost crude uh, and then you have some comedians who just try so hard not to be part of the problem like like frankie boyle for example yeah yeah, so yeah hard not to be part of the problem but he just then comes across as really rude and and not very nice, even though yes, you know, I'm yeah, a big yeah. fan of his comedy. But he he whereas whereas Bo just just walks that line, and 
what he really likes and and it's something i think me and you have talked about quite a lot is um in your face content like you know when something gets pushed on you yes like whether it um like female 007 or um uh gender you know identities and stuff like that yeah yeah personally i do not care i don't care it's not my life you do what you want to do you be who you want to be um, but then we're in a privileged position to be able to not care. Yes. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. I, I think that's a whole other kettle of fish. But yeah, yeah. I think um, personally, I just, I just, that's my life, and I don't, and I don't care. And um, yeah, I, I feel like art that tries to pretend like too much that they don't care, like goes in the opposite way. It it becomes uh, problematic. So I think Bo just walks that line perfectly. Like he. Yeah. He doesn't care, but he or he also he he's aware of it, and that's yeah. what I really like. Um, I'm really surprised he hasn't been cancelled for some of the some of the jokes in it, especially in that like first song when he's on on about <laughs> like a comedy healing the world. <laughs> oh, it's because um, it's because he's uh he's singing it, mate. Ah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, as long as you <laughs> sing it, it's okay. Because okay. he comes he comes across <laughs> as likable then. Right. <laughs> did you um did you notice the did you spot the tyler durden flash i didn't i saw you wrote this down was, was yeah. that actually tyler durden no no it was it was Bo. but like oh right. um, there was a moment where he's just sat to his macbook in complete silence uh and like really low light and you just see him flash up with like it's just like a cut out image of him on his piano with his like morpheus glasses on Oh, right. <laughs> it literally flashes up just like a cigarette burn. That's me. I don't know what to think about it. Like, why? why I mean, I, I, yeah, I know why <laughs> yeah. on an obvious level. Like, but I'm thinking, is he a fan of Fight Club? Like, or is it, has he? Red flag. Know. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> <laughs> don't date Bo Burnham. <laughs> uh, I mean, what is it? Is it a musical? Is it stand up? Is it a documentary? Is it theater? Avant garde, mate. Avant garde film. That's what it is. Ah, I don't. I feel like we've in 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 this age we can't call anything avant garde anymore. Like I don't. Okay. I don't know why. I feel like using that was very pertinent to a time in which we needed things to move forward. But mm. nowadays it's like I I want to go backwards, mate. I I don't want to go <laughs> forward anymore. Like because we're just going. We're not even going forward. We're just going just going in, in circles. We're going. Like, we're going yeah, like yeah. it's like a collide inside. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> that's actually a really good point because it's it has so many meanings. That title, like, are you going inside his mind? Are you going inside the room that he's yeah. in? Are you going inside society itself? Whoa, um, I know. <laughs> like our over anal- uh, fucking hell. our over analysis of it is like we're doing a um, what was that thing we did? Can't get you out of my head. Yeah, so an Adam yeah. Curtis documentary. I'd love to hear, hear his opinions on it because I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm going to make a letterbox uh, playlist of you know here, here's all of the stuff that really makes you question art existence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's going to be this is not a film. I can't get you out of my head. And inside Bo Burnham, uh, <laughs> just those, <laughs> just those three. Just uh, I'll, yeah, and yeah. when we discover more, we'll add to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll um, do it. On, put it on the show one. Yeah, I think I think we're going to see a lot of content over. I think, especially post COVID, this is not going to be the first meta 
piece of of art that we're going to see in 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 relation to like what's this? i mean art has always been a commentary on society hasn't it it's never been as meta as that I don't no think. yeah and i think we're going to see that even in hollywood i think even hollywood is moving towards that commentary like i, I genuinely think that the matrix resurrections is going to follow suit right uh, i feel like this new matrix movie the matrix trilogy is going to exist as a series of films within this new film Right, and, yeah, um, yeah. and and I I think I don't think Keanu Reeves is portraying Neo anymore. I think he's portraying Thomas Anderson, a successful actor who was in the Matrix trilogy. Um, and yeah, uh, so I I feel like that's going to go down. The, obviously, Bo Burnham and Matrix are very different things, but <laughs> that Bo Burnham is going to be in the Matrix. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> In in that in the Matrix, he actually gets a Grammy. <laughs> He'll be on his uh, little synthesizer, just singing about the red pill or the blue pill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I think it's going to be an interesting year for like content that analyzes content. Like we've peaked. Uh, I I guarantee you, in the next two years, we're gonna there's going to be like a horror film called Reaction Video. It'd be like um, um what's that really shit one where it's like all through the computer screen. So uh, unfriend, unfriended, unfriended, no. yeah, something like yeah, that. Like that yeah, yeah. yeah, there It'd was like a, that. Uh, there was a really good one in, of those actually um, during COVID, wasn't it? Uh, was it John Chu who was in it from John Chu from Star Trek? He no, not what's his name, John Cho. Oh, um, right. I swear, yeah. So John Cho, he played um, the uh the second captain of the Enterprise in Star Trek. I can't remember his name. Anyway, he was in a great sort of MacBook movie um, like a year ago. Yeah, it was made uh, during COVID, wasn't it? Here like we go. Yes, it's called Searching. Yeah, yeah. Searching, oh, right. yeah. Uh, after his teenage daughter goes missing, a desperate father tries to find clues on her laptop. And it was all done from the perspective of webcams and... Yeah, and, like, like unfriended. Yeah. Um, but it's actually really good. It's got a 7.6 on imdb which if you know wow. imdb well you know that anything above a seven is worth watching um yeah 7.6 from one hundred and fifty-two thousand uh votes which i think is pretty good whereas you know unfriended has got like 5.4 that meme with the hamster in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um i feel like though if anything those movies even you know they were they were a pick and mix weren't they you know of good and bad but they they kind of were ahead of their time yeah, yeah and if, yeah. They had, if they had been released post-covid you know we're now in such a zoomy facetimey world aren't we they'd have probably been a success wouldn't they yeah i think so they're released now but i mean i suppose we'll see as cinema evolves we will be here to update you <laughs> uh, <laughs> um I'm i'm kind of glad that i came to this show late though because uh, obviously it was only about a month ago I, I was hearing all of the sounds Songs, on yeah, yeah. Uh, I contribute to the problem I'm not, I'm not going to lie Like I, <laughs> I spend so many hours on TikTok I hate it but it's a good distraction um, and obviously I heard all these sounds and I'm, I'm really glad that I I think approaching it for the wrong reasons would have been bad you know approaching it because I just heard the songs Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad. Whereas I was actually quite surprised. There was a few songs from TikTok on in the show that I was like, "Oh, that's that's where it's from." Yeah, and I yeah, was yeah. like, "Wow, they really did bleed this show dry for the TikTok 
um opportunities didn't they yeah yeah um so i'm I'm glad i i came at it with little to no knowledge um glad i didn't research it beforehand or i'm glad i don't really give a shit about tiktok sounds and click on them to see where they're from basically yes. yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah i think it's it's fantastic i mean is there anything else you want to talk about it well i i watched it as soon as it came out and right it's... okay when did it come out oh last year was it like i can't remember it was like we'd come out of the proper lockdown yeah at that point when, when i watched it but it was still like really like raw like because mm. we hadn't covid was still quite strong at that point i mean yeah. it still is don't obviously don't get me wrong but oh it was only uh may 2021 oh wow yeah not long ago at all oh shit i suppose it makes <laughs> sense i mean it took him a year to make and covid started yes, what, yeah, march yeah. time yeah but um, yeah it was all very raw still and i was like fucking this is really like it's just so real i felt really like intense at that point so mm. maybe like you having a bit of distance from it is probably a better way to watch it yeah I really liked that he turned 30 exactly halfway through the show. Even that though, right? I'm like, he could have just put blackout blinds down and changed the time of a clock. Like, yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know if, it, if, like, if that was legit his birthday. Like, you're never going to know. But again, that's not his fault. And even if he hasn't, even if he hasn't faked that, that's not his fault. That's just a product of our own paranoia because of the way that meta art has taken over. It's just saturated the web. Yeah, no, that's very true. Nothing, nothing can be real anymore. We can fake everything. Oh, we're faking this podcast right now. We're not like we're not really here. This isn't really Charlie and yeah. Joe. You're... No, it's not. <laughs> we're, um, um, we... What are they called out of Marvel scroll or something? Aren't they? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. We haven't even watched Inside. We're just guessing, <laughs> like because we know that you guys haven't watched it. We're just algorithms. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, saying that, though, what I find really spooky is that all of the stuff that I really enjoy, the, these little nuggets that, I've, that we find, like the can't get you out of my head and this yeah, is yeah. not a film, and like, they're never recommended to me. Right. Uh, the algorithms, it, I never got recommended inside. It's because um, the algorithm doesn't want you to watch it, Joe. Yeah. Because it's criticizing the algorithm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you know that um, during the song Sexting, if you look in the background, the air conditioner unit is set to uh, 69 degrees? <laughs> no way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, love that. I bet there's so many little things like that that you did. Yeah. Bad. I was going to say, even, you know, when you've got that shot and he's like resting on the pillow and the room's a mess? Mm. Like, even that feels like fake. Like, that he's created the chaos and the mess to like make it seem worse than it is. Mm. It Again, is this is very... like the paranoia of us not believing content, but yeah, uh, no, I think I lean more towards that in this than I did in this is not a film. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's just that that was literally Jafar picking up a camera, and it was so raw. You could tell that he was just picking up a camera. Yeah, but in um, this, it's well, every shot's well lit. It's well focused. It the cinematography is on point. Mm-hmm. So it, it feels more like he's purposely created the scene. But then he did work on it for a year, so... Yeah, why not I mean, get it right, I suppose. Yeah, who's yeah. to say? It took him a long time. Um, and also, he's a very theatrical guy, if you know his comedy well. You know, yeah. that's exactly what he's like on stage as well. Um, Have you seen that, the, the clip of him when he like knocks the water bottle off? No. 
he like he's like, he's just walking past on on stage, and he like knocks the water bottle off the off the stool. Right. He's like, oh, oh no, I've knocked the water bottle off. I've knocked the water bottle off. That's really embarrassing. He puts it back on the thing, and then a song comes on. And he's like, he meant to do it. He meant to knock the water bottle off. See, that's like, it, oh man, it, he's so like, even in his shows, he's matter. Like his proper shows. I feel like that's a good thing though, because again, that's him simultaneously participating in the problem whilst also bringing awareness to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not hey, saying it's a bad thing. It's just yeah, weird yeah. to watch, you know. He is like the number one guy to be like, hey, this is all fabricated but I want you to know that it is and I want you to use it to reflect upon yourself. Yeah, you piece of shit. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, have you seen him at shows when, like, women in the crowd are like, I love you, and he's like, no, you don't. Like, you yeah, don't love yeah, me. Yeah. You, like, I have, I, I have forced you that if you've wanted to be in my presence, you've had to pay $30 for a ticket. Like, you yeah, don't love yeah, me. Yeah. I have taken your money. <laughs> and he's just, he's so raw about it. Like, he, he wants people to feel... Well, he doesn't want people to feel bad about contributing to the problem of modern media. He just wants them to know that he's... Yeah. Yeah. It's awareness, he, isn't it? He says, like, oh, I, I don't love my fans or stuff like that, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. I think he says. Because, like, how can I? Like, they're just random mm -hmm. people. Like, yeah. obviously, I'm, I'm glad they come and pay the price for the ticket and they enjoy my comedy, but I don't love them because I've never met them. It's like, yeah, yeah that's you, absolutely you know fair. It's also refreshing to hear because how many times, you know, I've been to the Glee Club in Birmingham and, you know, a comedian who's just starting out, you know, they, they want to use safe material that they know works well. Yes, I, I get yeah. that. I get that. And so they come out on stage and they're like, oh, thanks for coming out. I really appreciate you guys. Like, I love you guys for like, and I'm just like, but you don't know. You don't appreciate us. Like, yeah. you, appreciate, you appreciate the manager of the Glee Club that's going to give you a check at the end of the night. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. And... That's one of the reasons why I think Bo Burnham hasn't been cancelled, going back to your statement before, is that kind of similar to like our censorship conversations that we've had on the show a few times, like mm. with Breakfast at Tiffany's and uh, Aladdin and all of that stuff. Like He hasn't been cancelled because he's, he's just bringing awareness to the problems. He's not like he, he's very, um, what's the word? What, what am I trying to say? Like he he comes out and he says, yeah, I don't love you. And it's refreshing. It's not shocking because it's, it's the truth. It's honest. Yeah. 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 It's honest. And, um, at the end of the day, he, he's, he, he comes out and he says, yep, you're paying money to come and see me do this. And you need to know that it's not real. I'm not really being emotional. I'm, I'm performing. It, it is art, but he hasn't been canceled because he encourages people to then go away and reflect. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why. I think if you're just being a dickhead on stage and not encouraging people to have that kind of self-reflection and commentary on the world, then then yeah, perhaps he, maybe some of his opinions, some of his statements might be divisive. But all of the ones that he made in in Inside, in my opinion, they're just there as as like um, persuasions and kind of. Uh, like question marks and and they're, they're just there as like a stimulus aren't they yeah yeah, yeah. they encourage like, like discussion yeah. and thought like I, I felt like i was two people watching it because one half of my brain was you know laughing at the disgusting sock that he had on his hand yeah yeah <laughs> and then the other half of my brain was like that sock is saying some truer shit than i've ever heard <laughs> yeah yeah like uh, and there were times watching it i was like man this is making me feel so depressed 
like I've, this is making me feel really shit and um then you're I'm also at, laughing like, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and i suppose that is comedy isn't it it's it good in, comedy yeah 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 in, in one respect comedy is an escape but in another respect it has to be relatable and and it has to be a commentary yeah it, it serves a purpose it has it has a job to do um and i think that's where successful comedians like even like frankie boyle even though i say that you know he, he's definitely on one side of the line he is still successful because he he knows that he has a job to do bringing awareness to certain things um even if he is laughing about them yeah, yeah. um and that's probably why i'm not a massive fan of jimmy carr because yeah. he doesn't bring awareness to them. He genuinely is just a point and laugh comedian. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you feel like you want to kill yourself. That That's great. Do it. Like, do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, whereas Frankie Boyle will say something funny about it, but it feels more sincere. Yeah. Uh, and in the same way in this show, Bo Burnham did that too. Uh, there was that moment where he was like, don't kill yourself. Like, you may feel like it, but but don't and he, he was kind of funny because he was like you fucking idiot why would you do that like don't yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. sit down just sit down but then uh, he's also reacting to that clip isn't he isn't he watching it something like that yeah and it's like is he questioning the way he went about it mm. I, There's, I think it merits a few watches doesn't it oh definitely definitely and i feel like it's also a show that will change as you change like if i watch it in a year's time I may find it more derivative, drog- no, derivative, uh, derogatory. Um, yeah. And then if I watch it again in five years' time, I, I might be like, wow, this was so good. Like, this is fantastic. I, I think, think it's... particularly because of its COVID theme mm. and like how it was made and, and all that sort of context to it, it'll change anyway. Like, imagine a kid in like, I don't know, 20 years watching it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to understand the COVID stuff about it, are they? Yeah. They're like, why, why is he stuck inside? Why can't he yeah. go out? Why is he FaceTiming his mom, you know? <laughs> it makes me wonder, like, what was the comedy scene like in Britain in sort of like the late 40s post-World War II? Like, I think it would have been fascinating to, if we had some decent recordings of that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to watch some comedy that that was self-reflective and, because and, I'm sure it always has been, regardless of this sort of meta-digital art age that we're in now like i said before comedy is always going to be uh, a commentary on the world and it would be so fascinating i think to see a sort of bo burnham inside inspired comedy sketch from the late 40s where you know yeah yeah they're just joking about wow we've got no roofs over our head and we've got no money but you know um germans i guess haha <laughs> it, <Good> just <laughs> um but it's true isn't it and and in the same way that would that will be shocking and um but relatable and everyone can everyone in the ho- on the whole planet can now say yeah i feel the way bo burnham f- feels yeah i think the, the, the core of like the covid experience everyone can relate to that because everyone had a shit time didn't they oh yeah so yeah in that sense i think everyone can find something in this special to sort of get on board with mm. yeah i think that's a good note to end that's a good that's yeah. a nice way to say it yeah um obviously if you did enjoy this episode go and watch bo burnham inside it is on netflix it's going to be there forever don't you worry netflix ain't going anywhere anytime soon they are raking it in 
um so yeah go and watch it and also listen to our other episodes from season three we've done jupiter ascending we've done no time to die uh, and we are going to be doing star wars visions dune the matrix trilogy we've got the french dispatch to look forward to i'm really looking forward yeah. to that we should uh, do um thingy in soho last night in soho yeah yeah maybe it's a yeah, yeah. halloween episode uh we 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 were we are trying to do something special for the halloween episode uh, but we're gonna have a conversation about that over the next week so stay tuned for news on the halloween episode we might very well look at uh last night in soho i think we also talked about looking at the uh fear street trilogy as well um uh, but until then, please make sure you are subscribed uh, or you're following our Spotify, our socials as well, at Shoal Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can look forward to our Dune review, uh, like the written review on Thursday. That'll get posted out on socials as soon as I've seen it. Um, I'm going to see it with Ben as well, so we will both be able to put our few pennies worth into that review. Uh, Chaz, are you going to see it in the cinema or are you going to do HBO Max, that kind of thing? Is it on HBO Max? Is it? Yeah, I think it'll be day one streaming. What's that in the UK? How do I how do I get that? Without, is it a VPN sort of deal? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> right, I might reckon cinema. To be fair, yeah, I, I I feel like it's going to be one of the ones you need to see. Yeah, in the so summer. Mood, sure. I mean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we expect that review on Thursday. Um, but obviously, until then, you do have tomorrow's show to look forward to: Star Wars Visions. So. Um, please save that one too to your Spotify library. Uh, and then we'll be back next week with the Dune podcast. We'll try and get that out as soon as we can over next weekend. But um, yeah, until then, this has been Joe and Chaz. We really hope you've enjoyed this episode. I had a great time chatting about this. I really recommend it to everyone. Um, I think five stars, easy. Yeah. Um, on our Shoal account. So, uh, oh yeah, on that note, actually, go and check out our Letterboxd account. Uh, I think it's just Shoal, isn't it? On Letterboxd, yeah, I what? think so. Yeah, yeah. Shoal, um, we post all of our reviews on there. We've actually got more reviews on there than anywhere else because we don't post some of them on. Like, I went to see Shang Chi, and I posted the review for that on Twitter and and uh, Letterboxd as well. But obviously, we didn't do a podcast for that because we weren't doing we weren't recording at that time. But there are quite a lot of reviews on there, and uh, we've got a couple of lists as well. So go and check out that if you can. You can be our friend on letterboxd uh, we need Yay. more friends on letterboxd <laughs> um but no thank you very much for listening and uh yeah we'll be back very soon with star wars vision so thank you very much